Hey friends, in this week's episode, we are talking about permission to shift. You are going to be able to tell right from the beginning, my heart and my mind, I have been struggling with some things and trying to figure this tricky thing of leadership and life that we are all living. So I hope this resonates with you. Grab your favorite beverage, warm cup of tea, put in your headphones, turn up your speakers. If you're in your car, if you're walking, be safe, look out for cars and have a fantastic listen and we hope you enjoy. Hey friends, coming at you on a Friday today, and I was just about ready to start this podcast with an apology for not being present for a little bit with updating episodes, and in my head, I wanted to send these latest episodes out on Thursdays, and as you can tell if you are a listener, that has not happened at all, and then before I got ready to apologize for that, I thought about a book that I read from Rachel Hollis called Girl Stop Apologizing. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to do so. And some recent inspiration from my favorite, yep, you know it, I could not do an episode without mentioning her name, Brene Brown on the power of pausing and how sometimes it's okay to take a break. And I've talked about that a lot on my episodes, but I am not real good at giving grace to myself for practicing that. And the plan was to take all of the leadership lessons that I shared back in December that I learned in 2021 and really to dive into those topics and those concepts a little bit deeper. And today I finally had some time to sit down and really start to draft that out and what that looked like. And in the midst of it, I just had this flash through my brain, for lack of a better word, of changing gears and shifting. And I almost didn't let myself do that. And then I thought, oh my goodness, I think leaders need to hear that they have permission to shift or to change gears or directions or whatever it is that you need to do as a leader. And so today I'm totally going to throw the other plan out (laughs) and go with a new plan and know that as leaders, it's all, it's okay to trash a plan or to change a plan or to modify a plan or to completely start anew. Oftentimes we're still working towards the same goal. So the goal for me is for you to be inspired and empowered and to maybe resonate with some of these stories. And sometimes the path that we originally planned to get there is different and it's okay for it to be different. So thanks for your grace. Thanks for your understanding. And we are not going to dive into those 10 leadership lessons that I learned from 2021 into those. We're going to do something different because it's on my heart and mind and it just, it feels right as a leader. And one of the things I think that is so important for us to do as leaders, particularly women leaders is to follow our heart and our gut and our instincts, because I truly believe that that is the path to where we need to be when we're in touch with what we really know is best. So I want to just take a moment to jump into that. So I was thinking about this quote that I often will see on you know social media, and it'll say, grow where you are planted. And I've always really believed that quote to be true. Like I really am a cheesy believer in like we are 
things happen for a reason. We are placed where we are. There's always a lesson. There's always a beautiful experience, something that we can gain from wherever we are. And while I do think that there is tremendous value in believing in the that quote, grow where you're planted, and that we can definitely do that. I also think that there is a partial truth because sometimes we think grow where you are planted means that we have to stay stuck or we have to stay there. And friends, you're not a tree. <laughs> you're not, you are not stuck. You don't have roots in the ground that prohibit you from moving. The beauty of us as humans is our roots can spread and network and they can go deep and wide as much as we want them to do. And we can grow where we are, but we can also grow into other areas. We also have the ability to pick ourselves up and to transplant ourselves into something better or different or more or less or whatever it is that we are looking for. But the question is, how do you know when it's time to change or when it's time to shift as a leader? How do you know? So many times we are in our roles and we talk about this all of the time, what it means to be a leader. And you are a leader, whether you are a parent, whether you are an educator, whether you are in healthcare and you are some type of civil service, whatever it is that you do, if you work with teams, if you, whatever it is, right? Women, particularly I'm speaking to you, it's really important for you to understand the value that you bring to the people's lives that you touch. And that is leadership. You are working to make the world a better place by touching lives of those around you and inspiring and empowering them. So whether you have the title of a leader or not, it doesn't matter. You are a leader in your everyday life. And that's so important that you know that. So how do you know when it's time to change? Well, I think about it seems probably really obvious from the outside looking in, but sometimes more in the trenches or we're in the forest, it's hard to know. And we're holding on so tightly to this image of what we think it should be or what we think it can be that we often don't give ourselves permission to shift soon enough or we hold on too long. And I've found myself in this situation a lot, a lot lately. Um, I think about you know, when I graduated from college, one of the things that I loved is we got a really fun yellow Jeep and it was this manual stick shift and it was super fun to drive around. And I think about, that was one of my first vehicles that I had. I had a truck at one time that was a manual shift gear, but how did I know when to shift gears, right? Like I couldn't drive around in first or second gear all the time. And I knew because I had to listen to the engine and I could just kind of sense when it was time to shift gears. The engine was getting louder. It sounded like it was working too hard. And I could have kept pushing in that lower gear and not changed gears. But we all know what would have happened if I wouldn't have shifted gears, right? Eventually, I would have blown up the engine of my really fun Jeep, which would not have been so much fun. So when I think of our leadership journey, it's really important that we pay attention and that we listen to the clues around us to know that our engine is revving up too fast or it's working too hard or it's knocking or something is happening that just sounds, feels, or looks different. We have to be honest with ourselves and take some time to stop and rest and pay attention. And sometimes it's the passenger in the seat next to us going, oh, hey, Jen, you need to shift gears, right? Like when you're first learning. Sometimes it comes from somebody from the outside looking in. And I think about that a lot that has happened in my professional life and personal life where we just do things because we think we're supposed to. And 
I love, um, I don't know what quote it came from or who said it or, or where, where it started, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And how many times do we do this in life? How many times do we do this where we are, we have a struggle or a challenge and we just keep doing the same thing, but we expect the results to be different? I think of that a lot. I work in education and I hear this a lot from other educators and we're just like, we say things like, well, that's not how it was 10 years ago or, you know, even five years ago with all of the things that have changed with COVID and all of the things, well, that's not how it used to be or we used to be able to do it this way and that worked. Well, it's not that way anymore. And as leaders, it's important to recognize when it's time for a change and to do this. So if you catch yourself saying things like this, you might know it's time for a change. For example, if you, if you catch yourself saying, or if you hear people saying, well, this is the way we've always done it. That might be clue, a clue that it's time for a change. I remember when I was teaching kindergarten for a long time and there were so many things that we just did because that's the way they had always been done. And if you're a early childhood educator, you're going to laugh about this. But when I taught kindergarten, we used the good old fashioned letter people. And for some of you, you might not know what that is, but the letter people were around for a really, really, really long time. And that was one of the tools that we used to teach kids letters and sounds. And it was a great, a great program. And there wasn't anything necessarily wrong with that. But as Maya Angelou says, when we know better, we do better. And as we evolve and as we learn, there are are better opportunities to present things in different ways. And so when we shifted from not solely using the letter people, and we knew that there was better ways to teach kids letters and sounds, it was a little tricky for some of us to let go of that because we felt like we should hold on to it just because that was the way that we've always done it. The same applies with your leadership journey. If you are still doing stuff that you've done for 10, 15, 20 years, reflect on that, analyze that, see if it's time for a change. Sometimes there's just things that are just classic, right? It's just good, best practice. It always works. It always will be. It's just one of those things. But there are so many things in our leadership journey that we don't need to hold on to just because that's the way it's always been done. The other thing that you might hear yourself saying, well, that was never a problem before, or this has always been an issue. If you hear yourself saying two, those two things, you need to know that it might be time to look for a change. For example, if you catch yourself saying, well, that was never an issue before. Why is it all of a sudden an issue now? Well, remember people change, things change, roles change, relationships changes, circumstances change. So even though you've never done that before, it doesn't mean that you might need to not look at something else. Or if you catch yourself saying the opposite, well, it's always been this way. This is always true. For example, if you are leading a team, let's just say, and there's one issue that constantly keeps coming up. Let's just say uh, the meetings that you are running never start on time, right? Let's just keep it simple. If that's always an issue, that is on you as the leader to address that. That is on you to recognize, ooh, this is a pattern of a problem or a trend of something that we want to be able to fix. That is on you to recognize that as the leader and to know that it's time for a change. That could be something that simple. Sometimes the changes are really big. Sometimes it's a change in an environment. Sometimes it's a career change. Sometimes it's a change in your role in your family structure. Sometimes it's a change 
It could just be a change in a lot of things. Maybe it's where you live or buying a new home or whatever that may be, taking on a new responsibility in your job. It could be so many different things that require a change. And if you find yourself feeling stuck or saying, well, I should stay here because I should be grateful enough. Don't let yourself gratitude shame yourself into staying at a place or staying in a spot that you don't belong. If you catch yourself saying, oh, I should just be grateful. I should be happy because I have X, Y, Z. Well, I've got this and most people don't have this, this, and this. I should just be thankful for what I have. Yes, gratitude's important. Yes, we talk about it all the time, how an attitude of gratitude can help with stress and anxiety and perspective. And it's important, I think, more than ever to be grateful for the little things in life, especially as things are so stressful right now, it feels like. But if you are not moving or not changing or not growing or not stepping outside of your comfort zone because you feel like you should be happy enough with what you have, that might be a red flag telling you that it's time to consider changing. You don't need to beat yourself up with the I should have, right? I should feel grateful. I should feel like this is enough. I should be happy with where I am. It's okay to want more, to expect more, to work for more or less. Sometimes it's less. Sometimes it's permission to give yourself to take a step back and to do less and to take something off your plate or to realign your values depending on the season that you are in. So don't get stuck in the hamster wheel of gratitude shaming and feeling like you should just be grateful and that you should stay. That kind of goes into this next one of your perception of what you think everyone thinks you should do. (laughs) That was a mouthful, wasn't it? So, so oftentimes I think of myself as a leader and I think, okay, what my perception of what I think others think I should do often slows my momentum down and often will derail my leadership journey. So as a leader, it's really, really important that you think about your values, your goals, How do you want to align them? Think about what season you are in. Where do you want to be in one year, three years, five years? What's important to you? And then I hate to say this, guys, but the opinion that others have of you is really none of your business. And I know that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. And I know that I can say this as a total recovering and working to stop being such a people pleaser. The disappointment that others have in us sometimes for what they think we should do or what we think they think we should do is heavy. And that's really, really hard. But as a leader, it's not your job to make everybody happy. As a leader, it is your job to support, to encourage, to inspire, to challenge, to help others to grow, to empower them to speak with them with kindness and empathy, that is your job a thousand percent. But it is not your job to make everyone around you happy, nor is that possible. Sometimes my greatest leadership growth has happened when the mentors that I have been able to work with have had hard conversations with me, have pushed me out of my comfort zones, have told me no on things that I really wanted them to be say yes with. Sometimes my greatest leadership growth has been in the disappointment and the hurt and the heartache, and that's okay. It sucks when you're in it, but as a leader, we have to go through that. If you find yourself feeling uninspired, 
just really low energy, just not really motivated, it might be a sign that it's time for a change, whether it's small or big. Or if you catch yourself just feeling comfortable, maybe you feel like you're settling, you're coasting through life, through your role professionally, personally, you just feel like you're kind of going through the motions, like it's Groundhog's Day over and over again. It's not that anything's bad or um, horrible, but maybe you're just not being stretched. If we're not growing, we are slipping backwards. So I think it was in the book. Oh, I'm going to have a total like not be able to think of the name now. Compound effect. I'm pretty sure that's what it was, but there's a graph in there that talks about your trajectory and there really is truly no such thing as just staying stagnant and flatlining. You're either growing or you're declining. And so even if you can make small micro growth steps every single day, you're not falling back. So if you catch yourself just feeling comfortable that you could just do whatever it is that you're doing in your sleep, it might be a sign that it's time for you to change. I felt this way when I taught kindergarten. I loved, loved, loved teaching kindergarten. I could, it was my favorite, still probably was one of my favorite opportunities that I have to work with kids. I still love five-year-olds. I still love so many things about it, but I had taught it for so many years and I felt like I literally could do it in my sleep. And that's not a bad thing necessarily, but because I wanted to grow as a leader, it was important for me to say, okay, Jen, it's time to step up. It's time to try something new. And so I was blessed to work in a district that honored that. And when I went to the superintendent to tell him that I wanted to try something new and go to fifth grade, he was awesome and allowed me to be able to do that. Now, you might think that going from kindergarten to fifth grade is a big change. It was in a lot of ways, but it was just enough that I could still stay in the classroom. I could still do what I loved. I could still pour into kids, but it was something that was new, that was going to challenge my brain, that was going to challenge my thinking, that was going to get me excited again to try something. So thinking about that in your leadership journey, whether it's personally or professionally, are you just comfortable? And I'm going to challenge you to think that, well, yes, right now things are hard and comfort is can be a beautiful thing and finding that balance is important. If you're just coasting or settling, it might be time for you to consider a change. Now, the opposite is also true. And this is probably where I'm at right now. And so I'm trying to find balance with this, like running yourself ragged and doing too many things, too much, too fast, too often, and not resting and not finding that alignment and that balance is also a clue that it could be time for change. So I think right now we all could probably agree that everybody we know is being asked to do more with less. I know personally, I'm coming home more exhausted emotionally, physically, and trying to keep that at a minimum is really, really important. And if I'm being fully honest, I'm not doing my, I'm not doing my best work on that right now. And so it's important to make sure that we are taking a step back. And if your leadership role is, is making you feel exhausted in so many ways that you're just running around in circles and you feel like you're on this hamster wheel and you're not moving forward or you're spinning your tires in the muck, that might also be a sign that you need to change too. So it's hard to tease that, that out because so many times that I think we as a society and women, I'm talking to you, we feel like we need to do more. 
um, and do it better. And I just was actually on a great coaching call with one of my amazing mentors and we were talking about this, how particularly as women, we often do all the things and one of the blessings and one of the curses that we have is that we still continue to do those things well. And so it looks like from the outside looking in that we're holding it all together, that we're doing all of the things and that we're managing it well. And we are until we aren't. <laughs> we are managing it well until we crash and burn. And um, I'm kind of chuckling because this is one of my areas that I really need to work on as a leader right now. Um, it's hard to tease that out. What is the balance of working hard, serving your people, showing up, doing the things, but also modeling space, grace, time, rest, pause, all of those things that we as human beings need to do for ourselves. Because you've heard me say it a lot. If we aren't taking care of ourselves, we can't serve our people. And it's so tricky to remember that. And especially when you feel like you have to do all of the things. So that might be a sign that you need to look at shifting gears and going in a different direction or taking something off your plate or figure it out. So what can you do? If you've got some of these red flags and maybe you have some others like, oh my gosh, I feel it in my heart and soul that something needs to change. This isn't sustainable. I can't keep doing this. Here's what you can do. So I was listening to a really awesome podcast that uh, Glennon Doyle, Melton, and Abby Wambach and sister do. And it was, oh, I think it was episode 66. So if you want to listen to it and they had Martha back on there. And she was talking about making a list and like writing it out and what the things that you could do. And she, I'm not going to say it as eloquently as her. So if you go listen to it, you'll, you'll get the gist even better. But basically my takeaway was to write down all of the things that bring you joy, all of the things, big, little, and everything in between on one side of a piece of paper. And then all of the things that just like you hate that you can't stand doing. And she called this liberation by rage. And she was like, just don't hold back, like write down all of the things that you just cannot stand doing. Um, and then try to identify the things that bring you joy and to do pick some of those things and do 10 minutes a day of the joy thing. So find 10 more minutes each day to do something that brings you joy and see if there's something on the things that you hate that you can cross off your list, right? Now, some things that I would write on my like things I hate list are like dishes and laundry. I obviously can't totally cross that off, but I can, I can choose to go on a run, which brings me joy for a little bit longer and ask my kids to help with the dishes and laundry more so than I normally do. Or I can like checking emails all hours of the day is something that drives me crazy because it feels like I can't keep up on that. So I can choose to go and do some meditation or some breathing and then set chunks of time when I'm going to check my emails so that I block it out and I make sure that I'm intentional about that time and I'm not just randomly checking them at random parts of the day and being ineffective with my time. So that was one of the things that they suggested. Find the things that bring you joy and try 10 minutes a day to do that. The other tip I have comes from Mel Robbins and she wrote a book called The Five Second Rule. And I think she just came out with another one called The High Five Habit. I've not read that one yet, but it's in my Amazon cart. Five Second Rule. And basically, again, there's another great TED Talk on this. If there's something that you feel like you need to do and you can like feel it in your inner knowing and in your inner being and you just know you need to make a change and maybe it's a really small thing but it takes a lot of courage or maybe it's a really, really big thing like trying something new or taking a new role or whatever that may be. 
she encourages you to just count backwards from five, five, four, three, two, one, go. So maybe it's, okay, five, four, three, two, one, hit send on sending your resume to somebody. Maybe it's five, four, three, two, one to pick up the phone and call that person that you've been meaning to call and have that conversation with. Maybe it's five, four, three, two, one, letting that person know that you have to have that hard conversation. Maybe it's five, four, three, two, one, taking yourself off of a committee. Whatever that is, give yourself, write down the thing that you want to do, whether it's big or little, and then just do it. And literally, five, four, three, two, one, go. You just need five seconds of courage to be able to do that. The other tip I have is just to pause. Again, I talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. Brene Brown has just really talked about, she has taken some pauses from her podcast. And I love that she actually said they joke about calling it a podcast and a pause cast. And that really resonated with me for many reasons, as you can tell, because I want to be really like current and timely with my podcast, but life happens and I often beat myself up. But when I saw her give permission to pause, I was like, okay, I felt like I could breathe and that I could extend the same grace to myself, which sounds so silly, but it's true. So give yourself permission to pause as long as you need. And if that means taking something off your plate for a little bit or stopping something until you can just get your bearings straight and figure out which direction you want to go or shift, please, please, please give yourself permission to do that. And if you're like me and you struggle to give yourself permission to pause, I am granting you permission to pause. So if you can't give yourself permission, uh, I'm giving you permission and you can just say, well, Jen said I could do it. Not that that matters, but maybe that will help you feel better. So give yourself permission to pause and rest. The other two last things is this. I want to encourage you to write a letter to yourself and I want you to write a letter to yourself in one year. And then I want you to write a letter to yourself in five years. And I want you to write it to yourself saying like all of the things that you want to happen, like just like they happen. So whatever that dream job is or that leadership role is or wherever you want to live or wherever it is that you want to be in life, write a letter to yourself in one year and you will be shocked to see how that could manifest into being. It just changes your mindset. There's actually some science and some research behind this and I won't get into all of that right now, but Give yourself the time to dream big, to write down all of the things that you want. Think about every area of your life and what you want it to be like, to sound like, to hear. What do you want to hear? What do you want to smell? What senses do you want to feel? What emotions do you want to be able to just totally soak up and take in and do that for yourself in one year and five years? And then tuck that maybe away in your nightstand or in a journal or someplace and pull it out every once in a while just as a reminder of how awesome you are. And then go ahead and pull that out in that one year and five year and see how close you are. And you're going to be surprised actually how so many of those things really do come true and just the power of manifesting that and putting that out there. And then the last thing is just find somebody to be your mentor or accountability partner, somebody that's going to nudge you, somebody that you can share your hopes and dreams and your challenges and your struggles and what you want to do. And let it be somebody that can encourage you, that can celebrate when you try, that can pick you up when you fall on your face because we are, we are as leaders going to fall flat on our faces at times and just thank that person. So I have a couple people in my life that really help me to grow and to believe in myself and give me that maybe extra boost of confidence that I wouldn't normally have and 
just the gratitude I have to hear those people say, nice job. I'm proud of you. That's, that's really awesome is so meaningful. And I just, if you don't have that, I encourage you to find one or shoot me an email. I would love to be your encourager and to give you those, you got this messages because we all, we all need those people in our lives. And then finally, the very last, the very, very last tip I have for you is sometimes we just have to let go. We have to let go of what we think we should or shouldn't do. We have to let go of this picture perfect idea that we have in our head of what life should be like and embracing the messy and the bumpy and the journey. And a lot of times the journey is where the magic happens and we get so hell bent on the destination, which is important, right? That's the power of writing those letters to ourselves in a year and setting goals and doing all those, all of those things. But the journey that we get to take in the process, the good, the bad, the ugly, the dark, the lonely, the exciting, that is all part of what makes us who are, who we are and what makes you be the leader that you are, which makes you to be able to connect with the person who needs that. Your experiences and those steps that you get to take are going to impact so many other people along the way in your leadership journey. And you are going to touch lives because of that. So don't get so wrapped up in the destination that you forget to take in all the things for the journey. So I want to leave you with a quote that uh, is in a song that's on my one of my playlists when I do my workouts. And it's from Pink. I think she's just a rock star and just an amazing leader for so many reasons. But these are from the lyrics from her song, Courage to Change. And I'm going to read them to you before we sign off here. So it says this, I need to grow here. I need to be closer to light, closer to me. Don't have to do this perfectly. We don't have to stay stuck in the weeds. So friends, as leaders, give yourself permission to shift. Give yourself permission to say, "Uh, the goal is still the same, but the way I'm going to approach it is a little bit different. Or maybe the goal has changed. Give yourself permission to say no thank you or yes please or whatever it is that you need. But trust your gut, your heart, your instincts and know that your journey even if it looks different than what you thought it was going to look like, is impactful and it's important. And as always, we hope you know and believe this message. You are so very appreciated. You are so loved and you matter. Thank you, friends, for your grace, for your patience, for your understanding, for gifting me with the opportunity to speak to you authentically and just just to be there. I'm, I am grateful. So have a great week and we will see you soon.